Welcome to Worlds Collide, the wrestling card podcast for wrestling fans by wrestling fans, featuring Tony Bella from WrestlingTradingCards.com. This is like a, a stock market. Like- and Zan Morning from Wrestling With Cards on YouTube. And I'm not saying there's a right or wrong answer, I'm just posing the question. Join them as they navigate the world of wrestling cards, helping you build a bigger and better collection and making some money along the way. What's up, wrestling fans and trading card collectors? Worlds Collide, that's right, back once again with the correct title. Tony is with us, as always. Tony, how's it going? Uh, you know, I'm living my life. Same. <laughs> doing the best I can every single day, man. That's all I'm doing. Just out there collecting. Uh, I'm collecting more these days, you know? I find myself, I just realized this the other day, I'm finding myself uh, getting into more things that I never thought I was going to get into collecting-wise. I don't know why. How are you feeling about that? Because I know you're like a like not anti-collecting, but it just no, I'm, not, I'm definitely not anti-collecting. Yeah. Um, I feel pretty good. I just you know, part of me is like um, I'm itching a little bit. Like you know, oh, I don't want to miss out on that. I should get that. I don't want to miss out on it. You know, so yeah. Uh, like uh, you know, the, the Major Fig podcast cards came out, and I I got one of those, and uh, I just I had to get them. One, I, I like that design, so I had to get them, and just you know, right along the hype train, you know. Right. And then uh, I picked up uh. I got a, a sealed box of WrestleCade 2019. I picked one of those up. Uh, but yeah, I just, uh, you know, buy, getting some stuff here. I'm like, wait a second, wait a second. Well, I got to slow down now. That's, <laughs> that, doesn't, that doesn't fit the Kurt Angle mode. <laughs> I've got uh, nothing new Kurt Angle wise. I'm turning back into a set collector. No, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. No, I, and I really don't. But, you know, part of it is, and I'm not I'm not married to any of it, so definitely will all be available for sale at some point. It's but, fun uh, though. Like it's, it's just fun. fun. Yeah. It's just fun to get it and then look at it and hold it and it's like that. And you know, kind of that old collecting that I had before and say, right. I have it, you know, I have it. Uh, and that major fig one was kind of cool because you got five cards out of 15. You had to know what you're getting. And uh, you know, I was slightly disappointed in what I got, but you know, uh, the fact that I got doubles was kind of like, uh. But, yeah. you know, it's a gamble you take. I love the design. I think it's such a cool looking cards. And, and they, they, they said, hey, we'll take care of you, man. We'll, we'll get you a replacement card. So I'm really happy about that. I can't wait to see that. Uh, but, you know, just doing that kind of stuff. <laughs> so, what about you? What are you doing? <laughs> uh, buying and selling, man. That's all I do. Buy cool yeah. stuff, sell cool stuff, have fun. Like you said, it's sort of, you know, putting out content, just trying to do the best we can. But I'm also making sure that we're having fun because if we're not having fun, What's the point of any of this? Yeah, I'm, I, part of what I'm having fun with when it comes to WTC stuff is that I feel like I'm back in that groove again when I first started doing WTC, where because of the team of people we have that are helping out with everything, we've got so much stuff caught up that now when new information comes, like you know, new living set print run numbers or new, you know, the history in WWE tops now stuff comes out, boom, it gets put up there immediately. It's like it's like old school days, like it's up there right away, man. You know, I was like, that major fig podcast checklist came out. Like, boom, I had it up like immediately. <laughs> That's great. That really helps the collectors too. And it's good to know that, you know, the team that you've put up behind this is really helping out to get these things. Oh, they're amazing. Fast. It's such they're, a good resource. They're the best. They're the absolute best, man. I love those guys. So you're talking about, you know, not wanting to miss out and falling into the hype train earlier. I think today's topic, this is a guy that is all about the hype, all about yeah. drinking the Kool-Aid. Sometimes he over delivers. Sometimes he lets it, the checks bounce. Paul Hammond. <laughs> yeah. 
he's on an episode of this is your card right that's right uh you guys have spoken you like this episode you like the round table so that's definitely two things we're going to keep doing so i was kind of shocked but according to trading card database 158 cards that's it well you know i noticed when i was looking at our notes that you know we referenced trading card database which is a great resource to have obviously it gives you a roundabout idea of how many cards are out there but i'm right. going to tell you there's, there's a lot more than that because they don't carry and list uh, a lot of these international cards that are out right. there yeah where guys like husker have who have these amazing connections all over the world that you know present us a lot of cool cards that we've never seen before and then we get into the i'm not going to debate this but you know me and you we see we see the backlash people are like oh well those aren't officially licensed cards they don't count or you know i think wrestling's a totally different thing where sometimes those things do count yeah, I mean, it really is. I mean, it's uh, I call them bootlegs. It's become a dirty word, and, I don't, yeah. I, and, and rightfully so. <laughs> it should be a dirty word. Um, but that's what they are. They're bootlegs, but people will collect them. And, and like we've always said, you know, just, just buy them all. Collect what you like, what you love, and it doesn't matter. It's like that, you know. But those who are producing stuff like that should be careful because, you know, there's legal ramifications right. for doing things like that. But, uh, you know, they're, they're fun. They're cool. I, I like some of these cards that, you know, they pay homage to old, you know, old uh, designs. I love it. So, you know, 158 cards for Paul Heyman. Ballpark. I mean, still, like when yeah. we look, when we look at some of these other guys that like, I, I, I don't want to be disrespectful, but it is just what it is. Like, you know, the, the opening act mid-tier talent that's in the sure. WWE that has thousands of cards and no one cares about sure. necessarily. Paul Heyman is a name that's in re- etched in wrestling history for changing a lot of stuff being one of the best guys on the mic promo master like i said getting people to drink the kool-aid and sure. he, he just doesn't have that many cards but the few that he do, he does have i'm a big fan so let's yep. start with the rookie card i'll kick things off um the 1991 championship marketing now here's the thing this is one of those card sets where you know you see like four in a row or four in the complete set and you're like which one is the rookie card what sure. do i what do i pick first I went with the first one, card number 23, but it just also happens to be my favorite one because it's this glorious mullet that yeah. Paul Heyman has, and it just screams WCW. Well, he is screaming in that card, I think. That right? too, yeah. yes. <laughs> yeah, he has other, like one of those cards in the set, he's got that hot pink satin jacket, yeah. and there's another one where he's got the phone, and I'm the like, phone. why can't, I love why can't we combine all of these into one card? So. Yeah. That, that's that's so cool it's like that because actually that phone plays into something later we're going to talk about here <laughs> Ooh, can't wait yeah so what did you have for the rookie card that you would consider i got the same thing i like the you know 91 championship marketing it's it's um i can't i don't know of anything older than that for him that i can think of not that i'm aware of either and uh um but that that's just it and i like that same card i, I, mean, I like all those cards in in, in there of him because it's just it's super 90s i mean early 90s I oh mean, yeah it's my still screaming late 80s actually for me so i mean uh but yeah it's just the phone the screaming the yelling the suits the the mole <laughs> it's just great and i think the card design really puts the focus on him you know it's, it does there's, there's nothing flashy it's just nice clean looking design and then bam there's his face screaming right at you and i love that i just love that black border with the stars the gold stars around it. it's like that it's just it's cool it's a cool design it's a classic i mean they've done yeah. it I think PWG paid homage to it with a, a card set yes. once. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, sometimes you see some bootleg knockoffs and somebody will make a card that looks like that. Too. I mean, it's, it's a cool design. And, you know, we talk about, we were just talking about a minute ago, like you're picking stuff up and like you maybe didn't intend to keep it, but now you're going to hang on to it for a while or you didn't intend to buy it in the first place. 
I remember my very first submission with SGC, I submitted one of these and I actually got an eight out of it, believe it or not. That's, that's a pretty good grade, I think, for those championship marketing because of all the chipping. Sure. And that's just something that I put away in a box and like I go back and look at it every so often when I'm flipping through, I'm like, man, this rules. Like, I, yeah. I don't want to sell this and I don't even care that it's worth anything. Like, it's just really cool in the black tuxedo look. I absolutely love it. So um, it's a great card. Let's move on to our favorite card and I'll let you kick things off. I like the 2002 uh, Absolute Diva uh, card with him and Brock Lesnar. Uh, it's part of a subset in the base set called Partnerships. So it's got just this, you know, Brock rookie year, basically, you want to call it rookie yeah. year. Mm -hmm. uh, just monster man. Ah, screaming. And there's Paul hanging off the side like that. Like, ah, you know, it's just perfect. It's just perfect for me. I love that card. And I think that I, I, I used to have that card. I don't know if I have another copy right now, but. Uh, I think a lot of people hearing that will probably be like, oh, yeah, because he, he managed him two years ago. No, no, this nope. was like 20 years ago now. Yep. <laughs> and, <laughs> yep. And it just planted the seeds for what we would see years down the road. But I, I've always thought they were a great combination. Uh, perfect. Two. It was a perfect combination, yeah. actually. So, I mean, the, 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 the fun fact about that is that the partnership card from the O2 uh, Absolute Divas, which was a FLIR release, um, was the second Diva release they ever put out because the first one was in 2001. It was called the Ultimate Diva Collection. Then they came out with the Absolute Divas. There's the regular base set, and then there's a parallel set, which has the Absolute Diva logo on it in gold. Uh, that's the parallel. So they made that partnership, which is a, uh, a subset in the base set, uh, the 100-card set. And then they had these little mini posters you can get out of your packs, too, and you open them up, and they fold open. Oh, and cool. that's, one of the, that's one of those as well, too. There's a partnership of him, Heyman and, uh, and Lesnar as a mini poster. That's cool. I've never even seen those before. Yeah. All right. So I will go, man, I have a lot. I told you guys, I love Paul Heyman. Um, I have a few different to pick from anything from 91. So any of those, the championship marketing, the 92 WCW tops UK, the nice card. Yeah. I love the, the night, you know, we were talking about the nineties, late eighties, nineties. If you want a snapshot yeah. of a moment in time, this 1992 card is it you've got the, you know, it's similar to the Impel. It's got all the flamboyant colors all around it, but it's got Paul Heyman with that gigantic phone front and yep. center. And he's, he's too busy to pose for the camera. Cause he's taking those big calls from clients. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> And what then, uh, one of his, what his reception was like back then. <laughs> well, it, it's funny too, that people never picked up on it. Half the time he just had a home phone, <laughs> like, especially in ECW. Like if you really look, that phone is one of those cordless hand phones that you get at home. It's not even it's like, a cell uh, oh yeah. Like what, like what they call it, like Cordai or something like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, Cordai yeah. Or <laughs> and people, I don't know if people just, you know, we didn't have the internet really in the mid early mid I mean, we did, but you know, it's not like it is today. So I don't know if people just didn't pick up on that or what the deal was, but um, the last one I will point out and it's, I think the image is just okay. But to me, it's the design and the rarity of the card is 2015 undisputed, the autos specifically. Um, the, it's a, it's a sideways card with a big space for him to sign. And it's just got Paul in his suit, but the, the parallels are really cool, specifically the purple one. And there, I don't remember the numbers on these right offhand, but I remember seeing that purple auto and I was just like, man, this is so, now I have one of the base ones that's unnumbered and I have it right by that rookie that I was telling about in the SGC slab. And I, I just love it. I'm like, he's got a great signature. It's a super classy look. Paul Heyman's not classy really, but <laughs> it's a classy looking card with him. His, yeah. But 
just I, I think that's kind of a random release that people a lot of people just don't talk about with with him specifically so yeah the autograph ones from 2015 i don't know if it was 2015 or 16 i remember top sent me a box of my the first time ever having undisputed and i i pulled a uh a paul Heyman out of it It was a regular you know unnumbered one mm-hmm. uh it wasn't a parallel but uh i thought wow paul Heyman autograph card never seen that before that was pretty cool right yeah and that's the other thing, and we'll, we'll get into this, I believe. I've got notes down for this, but I, I just don't see that many signatures for him coming out. Like, th- there's just a handful. Yeah, those purple parallels, by the way, were numbered to 25. I just love, just so uh, you know. like, the, the, the purple just pops off that gray design on the card. I don't know why. I, like, I don't know why I picked that color out of all the colors, but that's the one that I just liked more than anything. I pulled that information not out of my head, by the way. I pulled that right off of wrestlingtradingcards.com. Oh, oh geez. A, a place <laughs> Shame, where you can shameful. go look up rookie card information? Who knew? <laughs> Shameless plug. Uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. So worst card. What do you got? I don't really have one. I, I pretty much like if it's got Paul Heyman on it, I'm pretty cool with it. Unless it's a really you know crappy design of a card. And I can't think of any off the top of my head that he's been on. I, I just, it's Paul Heyman, man. I just, uh, I, I love what he's done to the, for the business. I mean, I, I, could I call myself a Paul Heyman guy? Yeah, I guess so. Uh, you know, did I study his career? It's like that. No, but I followed it, you know, like everybody, every other fan. And uh, I just, I love his aura about him, his personality. Yeah. I, just, I just think it's, uh, you know, this uh, tough guy, man, this, uh, this tough Jewish guy, man, he's out there just, uh, you know, what a mouthpiece and just very creative so i so i i mean i like anything he's on so i don't i don't have a something i, I dislike that i can think of with kids it cans free shoes motion sounds something like this Kizik helps you experience the magic of motion. With over 200 patents and easy on, easy off technology, you'll never have to touch your shoes again. There are hundreds of styles and colors, plus a squish like nothing you've ever felt. For a limited time, get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. If I have to pick one, it's, it's, it's very interesting. I think his WCW cards are great. Uh, I wish there were ECW cards, which you I know, wish maybe we're, we're foreshadowing maybe. Uh, uh, and then the stuff you talked about, like that, you know, early 2000s WWE stuff that he would appear in. Uh, he, he had a little bit like his hair was longer. He always wore that Yankees hat. Sure. Uh, he had a different hit. It was it was still Paul Heyman, but it was like a more professional Paul Heyman. Like it was. It was everything he is, but just moving up to the big leagues, so to was speak. That him, he... Was that during the time that he was doing announcing stuff, though? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So. During that, yeah. And then that's when he, he's managing Brock, and then the ECW invasion thing came back. Sure. But then there's this um, this time period where he, he came back, and it was with the CM Punk stuff, and then the Lesnar stuff. It was like, it was right around that two, 2015 time but there was just like a lot of really like I'm just going to call them generic tops releases with him in it. And it like, it was just like him standing there or like him with a mic, just, you know, not like, not like the WCW where he's like being very vibrant looking and yelling and screaming or pointing or looking like a sneaky snake or just hanging off those ropes. And (laughs) yeah, yeah, yeah. Like there, those images of him are awesome. But then 
if I had to pick those, it'd just like I said, be the sporadic tops releases that they put around the, I would say 2010 to 2015 era, like off the top of my head. And he has another, like, there's a, I don't remember what set it is in there, but he's got a really cool autograph card and it's a very basic design, just a black border, but it's, and I think it's even a sticker auto maybe. Might've been, I don't know if that was from the WWE rival set or maybe that might be it. And it's, it's just very out. plain, but I always, I always like the look of that. So um, I'm kind of with you though. I'm, I've been a huge Paul Heyman fan since he was in the AWA and then WCW again, we're foreshadowing some other stuff here. I can't wait to talk about, of course, into ECW and then, you know, just going into WWE. Yeah. He wasn't in, he wasn't in the, uh, it's called the ultimate rivals. He wasn't in that set. Okay. For autog- so. for autographs, but I don't know what it was. All right. So moving on cards to invest in you want to start with that one yeah i'll start yeah um i think two things and i've kind of talked about them the 1991 cards whichever you know the market wants to settle on the rookie card on that one i think it's that number that number 26 isn't that what i said it was i forget numbers 23 23 i think 26 because I don't remember if that set goes four in a row like some of those do. Or that, that was Impel. Impel, and then uh, the the other one that's kind of like this is that Vince McMahon one in the '86 OPG. They, there's yes. four of him in a row, and then people were trying to decide like, well, what's the rookie? Is this even a rookie? But that's where I get that confused. But yeah, because the championship marketing didn't do um, that one didn't do a superstar in a row. That was uh, Impel. So if you look at the set for itself, you know, you start with card number one, we sting, then it goes Arn Anderson, Michael Hayes, Rick Steiner. Pepe, and so it goes in a row like that. So uh, his first card in that would be Paul. You know, basically it's Paulie with mouth open. Basically, what's the name of the card? Then it goes to Michael Hayes and he's got other cards in the set as well. So that would be my first choice. And then. I would go with autographs and specifically if you can find any of the autographs that are numbered or parallel, because again, that just puts in built in scarcity, but even the base auto, like I have the, the undisputed base auto, it's not numbered, it's not parallel, but it's one of those things where it's not Seth Rollins. It's not, you know, Drew McIntyre. It's not Roman Reigns. We're not seeing autographs come out in every single set, even if it's, sure. even if there's not that many sets. It's just we just don't see him signing very much stuff anymore. Well, and, I mean, look at look at the card total. You know, the roundabout total from Trading Card yeah. Database. I mean, when you compare one fifty eight as the roundabout numbers like that for him, uh, everybody else has got like thousand. You know, right. I mean, that's a really low. And then consider that a lot of those are going to be base cards. Sure. So yeah, that's. I really think I'd have to side with the auto over the rookie, but why not have both? They're like they're still so affordable right now. And I, I have to agree with you for my, my thing is like, uh, I, I don't know about his rookie card per se, if that's going to really ever be something that's going to hold the highest value of his stuff. If you're going to in, uh, invest in him, I think I agree with you. I think it's going to be uh, paralleled numbered stuff, autograph stuff, you know, um, things like that are going to probably hold more value than uh, whatever is deemed a rookie for him. That's an interesting topic. I think when you do a whole show on what, what do you pick? the key iconic rookie card or the super rare auto or parallel or whatever, you know, it's, it's a, I think, and I think it's, a, it's a great uh, conversation to have. Cause I think it uh, differs depending on the superstar you're talking about. It's exactly what I was thinking too. Maybe we should pull some examples if we're going to do that. Um, yeah. You got anything else on the investment side of it? 
No, like I said, I, I'm saying that, you know, numbered stuff, autograph things like that, you know, uh, you can't go wrong with their parallels. I think it's numbered going to, you know, it shows even more scarcity is going to be the way to go, I think. Yep. I mean, it's good enough on, you know, the big guys like Roman and Drew, like sure. I said, but, or Charlotte, like I'm a huge fan of the Charlotte numbered stuff, but. And then I, th I think guys like a Paul Heyman kind of type of guy and those kind of guys, managerial type people, announcer type people, like your Jim Ross is like that. I don't think that in the collectible world, we talk about superstars that don't get any love mm -hmm. and don't, uh, and are undervalued. I think that some of those guys who are legendary, you know, your mean jeans and, and your, uh, your gorilla monsoons and like that. Uh, I think they're all undervalued. Those are like, those are legendary people that filled my ear with entertainment and knowledge that kind of, for what I'm seeing with my eyes, they filled my ears with this right. stuff. And uh, I think they're just as important to the product as what I'm seeing is also what I'm hearing. And a guy like Paul Heyman, I think is as regarded as he is in the industry, I'm sure for his brain and his, uh, uh, innovations and stuff like that. Uh, and what he's brought to the table for the, for the, the industry as a whole, I just don't think he gets the love that he deserves when it comes to uh, the collectible side. And I think that he has such a low number of available types of cards to go out and get and then numbered versions of those you can't go wrong there, man. I think that when, when that guy is gone and passed, whenever that day, hopefully a long time from now is gone, I think people will go back and realize, you know, holy shit, you know, that guy, that guy was, I need to collect his stuff. That's some good key stuff right there. That's a, that's something important. Yeah. And you actually touched on something that I'm going to hold off on until our last segment, but uh, I want to, I want to talk about spanning generations because uh, sure. I, I agree with you, but I think there's some things that maybe, the regular wrestling card collector isn't taken in consideration, but this is the most fun part of these. This is your card episodes, the card you would create. Do you want to start? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> so we talked about uh, that cool car with him holding that wonderful, gigantic Brick monster <laughs> five pound Sony phone. <laughs> uh, I, I, how cool would it be to have, I, if, if, again, because this is fantasy. This is all fantasy of, of you know, card I could create at any era of any time kind of thing. We've done this before in the past about, you know, memorabilia stuff from the ECW era time thing. You know, uh, if I can go back in time and create a card, I would go back to that time when he was carrying that big brick of a phone and uh, I'd break that thing up into pieces. I'd make a memorabilia card out of it and autograph. I don't think you can get a better relic than that. <laughs> I mean, that's how, I mean, yeah, maybe a piece of his tie, that would be cool. Piece of, the, of his suit, that would be cool. I don't know, I'm pretty sure you're not going to give like this $15,000, you know, yeah. <laughs> Armani suit. But, uh, you know, something like a cool relic of some kind. The only other relic I could think that would even be a fraction as, as cool as that phone. Do you remember in the 90s, the zebra print hats? Oh, yeah. <laughs> He wore those. The tails. Yeah, he wore he wore the zebra print hat backwards on ECW yep. TV all the time, and I was like, man, that'd be that'd be a cool piece of a swatch because at least it's different, you know. That would be cool. I still think the phone is way cooler, but that would be a second option that would be. Yeah, cool. I mean, I mean, you could, they can do like with those slam attacks now. They do you know a piece of the dirt for crying out louds and a bunch yeah. of things. So I, I don't care about thickness like that i mean jesus uh, harry potter you know art box used to have that license when harry potter was real popular when it first came out and they made trading cards with these uh uh, uh memorabilia cards that came in they had like they were huge they were like two and a half three inches thick of like a, a prop it was, yeah. they were called prop cards and so you basically got a redemption that you sent in for it and then you got that prop card mailed to you 
Uh, and, but, and I'm sure people love them. So clearly oh, yeah. there's a demand for bigger size cards, you know? Absolutely. I mean, uh, you, you don't, it's the thing I think about the industry itself is that you don't have to be, think about, oh, what can I put in a card and shove it in a pack? Well, that's too thick. No, who cares? If you're doing redemptions for people, put a redemption. I, I'm entitled to a piece of, you know, that broken championship belt. It's like that mm -hmm. you guys use in turn to a cards like that. I get a piece of that or, you know, some kind of thick prop of some kind. Oh, I just thought of something else would be cool, Relic. Um, maybe some bounce checks. <laughs> That'd be awesome. <laughs> Signed by him. It'd be awesome. Like cut signatures of a bounce check. That's, That's freaking awesome. <laughs> we've seen we've seen we've seen cut signatures before with checks. I think it would be cool if it like was denied, you know. <laughs> oh, it's so cool. <laughs> All right. So non-sufficient funds. Mine is a little bit out there for a lot of people. And I don't know how many people will understand or be like why did you pick that because you know a lot of people don't associate Heyman but I want a booklet so for those of you who don't know what the booklet is it's basically like multiple cards that are fit together and they're sometimes they're like they have a hinge on them or they have like a little like band that you know it, it is what it is it's, it's a little book essentially of cards yeah. so I would do a booklet of Paul Heyman and every member of the Dangerous Alliance so it would be five cards with four signatures per card. And it would have every single member's signature from this time when he started the Dangerous Alliance in the AWA all the way up to when he killed it in ECW. So all that WCW. So you'd have Steve Austin, um, oh man, Medusa, Ravishing Rick Rude, the original Midnight Express, Randy Rhodes and Dennis Condry, uh, 911, Sabu, Taz, uh, I know Arn Anderson, beautiful Bobby Eaton. I know I'm missing more off the top of my head, but just like, look at those names. Like, that'd be great. I mean, that's yeah. just uh, it's a legendary list of people. So that's a cool booklet set. Like I've never owned or pulled. I've been lucky enough to mm -hmm. pull a booklet of any kind. Um, but that'd be, I would jump all over that. I would also request that they use the pictures of the of that era. You know, for of the course. little stickers. It'd be, yeah. it'd be it'd be dumb not to. Yeah. Well, I mean, request. It's your design. You do whatever the hell you want. I mean, I'd take it either way. I think it's still, I think it'd be cool if, uh, you know, they didn't have any images and I just, I just had it. It would be, it'd be a cool item, but if that was my card and I was creating it. A series of one of ones bounce check collection oh my. of autographs. I'm in. Sign <laughs> and then, me up. And then, and, and the person that was written to like, this one's got, it's got Paul Heyman and Tommy Dreamer on it. Paul Heyman and. <laughs> that would awesome. be great. <laughs> That would be so what, cool. a, what a great idea. I didn't expect to be talking about bounce checks on there. <laughs> Why not? So we've talked a little bit about what, uh, what we think about Paul Heyman, how we're both fans. Where do you see the future of the Paul Heyman cards going from a market standpoint, just straight up popularity standpoint? I go back to my previous comments we just talked about. You know, it's just, uh, unfortunately, he's grossly undervalued. Uh, I don't think uh, that doesn't get the love that he deserves in the collectible side. And I'm not only speaking from trading cards, I can only imagine it must be from every aspect and figures and whatever else too. Yeah. Um, but I don't know, future possibly, I mean, outside of the obvious numbered stuff and relics and autos, whatever else he's on, it's like that, you know, paralleled and numbered, you know, maybe if you get high grades in those early 91s and you want to call those his true rookie cards um, or whatever the market is going to dictate that his rookie card is, if you get those in nines and tens, if you're lucky enough, uh, maybe those are what's going to be, uh, you know, in his future for as far as investing or whatever. I don't know. I, 
I just think that um, I, I think he's going to be more popular than what we think. Um, not like so. not like you know mainstream top of the tier Hogan popularity, but like you know going back to Mean Gene, Gorilla Monsoon, those guys that like they spanned generations, but some of those generations are now dead. And yeah. if you look at the current the the people who currently watch stuff, they know a little bit of the tail end of the '90s. They know most of the 2000s, and they know current. Yeah. And they don't go too far back before that. Like, I just, I, have you seen that? Like, people seem to not really, re like, respect or want to dig into wrestling history from, like, well, of course, you know, 50 and that's years what, uh, ago. And that's kind of something that, uh, you know, I, I'm going to bring him up. You know, uh, you know our, our dear friend we lost, Chef Carl. Um, yes. You know, he was planning on having a YouTube channel, uh, talking that, kind of putting together trading cards and then giving the history of those trading cards and how they work in the history of wrestling itself. Get a little bit of a history lesson about, you know, those cards from the eighties, the seventies like that, and talk about, you know, these, these legendary people that people today probably aren't as familiar with. Uh, so I, I was really looking forward to that. And, uh, you know, yeah. I'm going to, going to miss chef Carl a lot. So, um, you know, I, I think you're right. I think people just kind of, uh, they don't forget, even though with the network and stuff like that, they go back, yeah. pe people hear about the attitude era. They go back to that to kind of witness that, I think more than anything else. Um, but I don't think they go back any further than that. They don't go back to that 80s stuff. They don't know about territories. They don't know about, you know, these guys, like the girl of Monsoon when he was our actual wrestler. Actual wrestler, not yeah. Not mm -hmm. a commentator, you know? Um, yeah, I, I- I mean, talking I, about I, Heyman in the 80s, like one thing that comes to mind right off is, the original Midnight Express versus the Midnight Express feud with him and Cornette, and all of a sudden sure. Cornette's the baby face. And I'm like, what's going on? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, people don't, they don't understand the history. So, and I'm not a history major on that stuff. I mean, I know enough, but um, uh, I, I just don't think that when it comes to even the collectible side, so I, I just don't know if, um, I don't know. I hope that some guys like Heyman get a better rub you know, in the future, uh, going, God, you know, that guy was amazing. I should really get his stuff and invest in some of his stuff. I just think that, uh, it's got, I got nowhere to go, but up, I think from an investment standpoint. That's, and that's exactly my point is that we like, I will say kids now or teenagers now or young adults right now, they they've witnessed him at the, you know, beginning of, we'll say the ruthless aggression era. They've sure. seen him come up with CM Punk, Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns, They've they've seen him involved with stuff. What he's always briefly been with, briefly with Cesaro, briefly yeah. with, with Axel, <laughs> you know, uh, briefly re reviving ECW in two thousand whatever yeah. it was. Like that was a disaster. But WWE, the point the, the point is he's he he's all over the place. And like going back to Gorilla Monsoon and Mean Gene, like you know we would me and you we would see them pop up places. Mm -hmm. But and they they did transcend generations but not like paul Heyman has i don't think he has mm -hmm. somehow reinvented himself or he's just so such a creative guy that he's able to just keep going and going and be important and involved in the industry good i hope that translates into collectors showing some respect and then uh you know saying you know what here's a guy that uh, i need to uh, look at again and invest in it because now now i'm i'm rethinking myself now <laughs> maybe i should start picking up a couple paul Heyman things you know yeah, it's something I didn't really even think about until I knew we were going to do the show. And I started really thinking about it. I'm like, he is he has been a focal point from either a manager. He completely changed wrestling with ECW. Mm -hmm. um, and then he got back into the managerial role and was 
possibly even better once he got to WWE and now he's on the top of his game still. Yep. So yeah, I, I, he, he's somebody that if I was going to watch the current product and when I do kind of dip in and see things on social media, you know, I, I treat it like, you know, sports center and catch all the highlights. Um, he's something that I would go out and I, I'm like, check out what, how would Paul, Hamm, I heard he cut a pretty wicked promo in the rings like that. I, I got, I got to see it. I, it's Paul Hamm, I got to see it. And even in the tame PG era WWE that we are in, if, if he's on the mic, you know, it's going to be good regardless. It's, it's, it's borderline. He's like, he's barely pushing possibly. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Tony, let everybody know where they can find you and where they can find rookie card information or who had this uh, card in 1965. You know, I, I know we keep pushing that, but I don't really think that WTC is the place to go to when it comes to rookie card information. We don't really, <laughs> we don't really list what's a rookie card. I mean, no, you, you can't, but, but if, but if you want to do your homework and you're looking for a place to go to, to go and find all the cards of a certain person like Paul Heyman, just jump on wrestlingtradingcards.com, click on that search button, type in his name, and all the sets that he's involved in that has his name in it will show up. Uh, and everything you can want to find about WTC is on WTC. So everything, uh, you know, we're only on uh, Instagram and Twitter and Facebook, and we have the Discord channel. Uh, I don't have places that people buy me energy drinks and coffee. I'm not on uh, <laughs> uh, LinkedIn. I'm definitely not on Snapchat. I'm not doing Twitch. And I, I say these things and I didn't think I was going to be doing Twitter, but here I am, you know, stand, so stand by six months from now, join Tony on Twitch. Yeah. Twitch. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to go, we're going to, we're going to be joining him to go back and watch 1960s wrestling. It's going to be great. Oh yeah. So, yeah <laughs> everything you want to know is on wrestlingtradingcards.com. on the bottom of every page. We'll have all the links to everything social media wise and, and to contact us there. And you can find all my stuff wrestling with cards on YouTube the podcast, this podcast, probably somewhere else. But as long as you guys are having fun supporting our content, like whether you hate me and you love Tony or vice versa, or you like us both or you hate us both, if you're consuming the content, we greatly appreciate you. Yeah, like, share, comment, uh, you know, give us a review. I, I just show us that you yeah, at least listening. This was recorded in the Tokyo Dome. We need that Dave Meltzer five-star review. <laughs> And until next time, please subscribe, share it with a friend, keep collecting and having fun because that's honestly what it's all about. That's why we're doing this. We're having fun. That's right. I'm having fun. I don't know. I got nothing having, else to say, man. Having a blast, Bueller. All right. All right. <laughs> you guys have a good night. See ya. Right. Bye.